Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstman, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did ban me. Fucking assholes. Hey, I'm Dr. Fuck, and with me is... Oh, yeah! The Anatole Alcoholic and Wadley. Here in my crib, with the part two of the Kiss Discography. Uh, there's more? You know he was in a good mood when he agreed to do a fucking discography on Kiss. Yeah, well, we'll see. We started this last night. I was much more inebriated. And, uh... Nah, now it's gonna get into the darker. It ain't gonna be that good. The show to piss off Kiss Nerds. Okay, now we're gonna go into the solo albums, and I guess we should we should just breeze by this kind of quick because we do have an episode of the right. solo albums. So uh, the first one I'll, we'll talk about is Gene, which is uh, uh, it 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 may have sold more than all of them. I don't know if you uh, know this. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, Ace sold the most. Uh, but I, in my opinion, this is what killed Kiss and what killed the the whole solo album project because everybody wanted to buy the Gene Simmons one because Gene Simmons had the coolest fucking makeup Gene Simmons was the fucking demon and I I really think when people got this and it was so fucking shitty and so fucking different than what Kiss was I think it ruined the whole project because it was an incredible fucking ambitious thing to do I mean because you've got to think about, they were like the heavy metal Beatles at that time and for them to say on the same day we're going to release all the if it would have worked it would have been the smartest thing ever in the history of music because the Beatles didn't even think about this and the Beatles could have done this and you know it would have been amazing oh yeah and it would have worked but this is basically like Poison putting out four fucking solo albums at the same day and everybody bought Bobby Dolls you know <laughs> And nothing against Bobby Dolly. Seems like a real nice guy. But Gene is the one... I, I remember when I was coming up, like, I was the weirdo. Because everybody's favorite member of KISS was Gene. Because Gene was the demon. Yes. Gene had the coolest makeup. Even Gene, in the 70s, dude. Yeah. Gene was... Gene was, And, and I was the fucking... Uh, the fagula. Because I fucking loved Paul Stanley. Because all my favorite songs were the Paul Stanley songs. I got Paul Stanley's is the patch I got on my fucking denim, you know, my, my fucking battle vest. But the thing is, when you're supposed to be Kiss and you're supposed to be, uh, you know, badass and you're spitting blood and you're the demon, and Ralph, you can attest to this, at the same time, there was also a lot of backlash from people who listened to, like, Led Zeppelin and heavier band, you know, like, Kiss was a joke, Kiss was for I fucking I got beat kids. up by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. There, there, there was a backlash and then when this shit comes out and Gene puts out this fucking shit you know I mean there's legendary stories about how many copies of these solo albums were sent back and the only one that had a hit was the one nobody thought would have a hit you know especially, Ace especially Gene and Paul yeah who oh, yeah. offered Ace help yeah and he said I, I got it Curly yeah uh, but th- this Gene shit uh, even with when, when he when he did another solo album again, asshole, 
there, there's certain aspects about it. I admire his ambition and how willing he is to fucking step out of the box that he's pigeonholed in, but it just doesn't work. It just... And I, I, I honestly think this album, I don't think it was so much ambition. Uh, it was more ego. Uh, I'm going to get everybody, Bob Seger, fucking oh, yeah. Helen Reddy, Cher, fucking even... Uh, Katie Seagal. Uh, yeah, well, she was nobody then. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, Lassie. Yeah. Where, Donna Summer, who was huge at the yeah, fucking time. And, she was on Casablanca. Right. But, um... When uh, I Joe asked, Perry. Joe Perry, Rick Nielsen. Yeah. Um, I uh, asked Gene when I met him about Lassie. And his answer was he didn't make it. Now, when we air this, and, and, and you know, I guess I should mention this. People probably know by now. Uh, I was on three sides of the coin. And, and before, you know, I'd never listened to three sides of the coin, you know. But when they asked me to come on, I figured, man, maybe I should start listening to these guys. And uh, there's this guy they had on the show. I, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. But he's now in a band called The Orchestra, which is ex-members of ELO. And I saw them at the casino for free. They were phenomenal. But this guy worked with John Lennon. He's, he sang some backup on Double Fantasy. He's done a bunch of shit. And he was uh, on this album. And he said when he was in the studio, Lassie was there. But a corner, maybe Lassie was there, but they never used him. Uh, I did say in my review, I'm pretty sure I heard Lassie on Wish, you, well, Wish Upon a Star licking his balls. Um, but, you know, according to Gene, he, he, was, he said, didn't make it. That was his answer to that. Michael DeBars was on this album. Janice Ian. Janice Ian, yeah. Singer. Jeff Scum Baxter was in Steely Dan yeah, Steely, and the Doobie the guy, Brothers. The guy with the mustache. Helen Reddy. Alan Schwartzberg. Yeah, my favorite Kiss drummer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, before you people get all mad about, you know, Ralph being on three sides of the coin, I know some of you might have heard this, might not, but, you know, I was on the, the Adolf Hitler Power Hour, but I thought we were talking about Scorpions albums. That's all I thought it was, but it took a mean turn. So we all make mistakes, you know. I really thought it was just 70 scorpions, but uh, let's talk about something even worse than the Holocaust, and that's Gene Simmons' solo album. What a hot mess this album is. And I think we've already spent too much time on it. Uh, and, and the fucked up thing is, I love the first two songs. They're, I don't. They're I, so I, like, I love Radioactive, but yeah. I don't like Burn Up With You. But, terrible. But even the, the fucked up thing is like the intro to Radioactive. You think it's oh, going to be awesome. fucking like, oh, it's going to yeah, be so evil fucking, and uh, fucking Dino metal. Was about to come. And, and then it's fucking Casey and the Sunshine Band. But I fucking love disco. So I love the same thing with Burn Up With Fever. I love Donna Summer. So I love those two songs. But the rest of this shit, oh my God. Oh my God. And even, I want so hard... Maybe it's more so nowadays because I know the story. I want so hard to forgive him for Wish Upon a Star well, because of what... And I, and I respect it, but it's still terrible. Right, but at the time in the 70s, nobody knew. Yeah. You know, nobody knew that story and knew right. how much it meant to him to be an American and come to this country. They're just like, the fucking demon singing fucking Jiminy fucking Cricket? What the fuck? And I think it really... You got, between the solo albums and fucking Phantom of the Park... You had a band that was so fucking cool that went to be, you know, just so uncool over fucking night. And then not only that, then go disco. 
It's like buying a porno movie and you put it on and it's just Lee Gertzman on his keyboard. Right. You know? It's not, right. you know, it's not like throat fucking mania. Yeah. You're the one getting fucked, you know? Oh, but, uh, God. yeah, I, 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 I love See You Tonight. I love that song. It's so beatle And, uh, I, I just always like that one and Radioactive, you know? Yeah. And that's it. I mean, Man of a Thousand Faces makes their make believe or it's just like, man, those would be like some horrible fillers to a kick-ass album. So, with everything that surrounds it, it kind of looks a little better. Mm. But I don't really hate those songs as much as the rest. What really sucks is there's parts about some of those songs I really love. And uh, I don't know if any of you have checked out the uh, Love Gun remastered issue. There's a couple of Gene songs on there. Yeah. I absolutely love that. We're kind of in the vein of this album, but I think we're more successful than what he ended up putting on this. But this is total ego. Like, I'm Gene. I can do whatever. I'm going to have the biggest guests, and it's going to be so good. And it fucking killed it for everybody. And pretty much every song on here is on the vault. Like, different versions, you know, demo versions, and they all suck. They should be in the fucking vault. Nobody should hear this shit. I agree. That's why that shit's $2,000, so nobody buys it. So nobody has to hear that shit. Good lord. Alright, click down there. And we'll go on the one that everybody thinks is the best. Uh, Besides me. Including me. Yeah, because you're countercultural. I mean, for you to not say... For you to say any album is better than this one is solo... For, for, for me to say this is my favorite would be a fucking lie because since I bought these, the same one has always been my favorite. To say anything else would be countercultural and kissing ass because this is the popular opinion. Yeah, because it, it is, dude. It is the best one. Man. And this is one, this is the only solo album I bought in the 70s because of the song you hate. I love New York Groove and that's uh. what made me buy this album. Mm. It was a hit. I loved it. It was just, I just love that power chord. I'm back. And that's, this is what woke me up to who is my favorite member. I didn't buy the Gene Simmons. I didn't buy Paul Stanley. I didn't buy Peter Chris. I believe Gene was the next one I bought, and I was horrified. But, uh, Rip, uh, Ace Fairly, man. But can we also mention what an amazing, uh, marketing gimmick? To have each album have a puzzle piece poster yeah. that you had to get all four to put together. Yes. And I had that. And you know what? And I don't like those posters. I never did. Not it it looked yet. like some Hanna-Barbera shit. Yeah, it just looks stupid. And I did, you know, I was a kid. I didn't know better. I did have that Ace poster on my wall forever. Um, but, my God. I mean, there's not a bad song. All right. There. Well, let's go through this real quick track by track. You know, just a quick overview. What do you think of the first one? Uh, rip It Out Rules. Uh, it's the perfect opening track for it. It just rips. My favorite part is where I hope you suffer. And Anton Figg. Those drum fills he does in that middle section. And then Ace comes in. It's just a fucking ripping tune. And one of my greatest concert experiences ever in my life, where I didn't know the set list, was the first time I saw Fraley's Comet at the Cameo Theater. And they opened and rip it out. And it was like... It was religion. Um, love it. Not my favorite on here. Probably my second favorite. Not in the menu, not even. Speeding back to my baby. Love it. Love it. It's such a fun tune. Uh, Snowblind, my favorite. Uh, Ozone, fucking awesome fucking song. A very drug-oriented song. What's on your mind, which I know you don't like. I love that song. I love that multi-layered acoustic that you hear during it. Musically, I just love it. I love Aces. Uh, I love the little changes. 
in it. New York Groove, as I said, I still love that song, and it's what made me buy this album. I bought the 45 actually first, and then I had to buy the album. I'm in need of love. I love the the fucking uh, guitar effects and shit. Wiped out rules. And Fractured Mirror is a masterpiece. That's what I feel about this album. Let me ask you, what was the B-side to uh, New York Groove? Jeez, it was Snowblind. Okay. It was Snowblind. All right, well, real quick, I'll, I'll go through this. Uh, Rip It Out, great fucking song. Should have been a fucking Kiss song. Speeding Back to My Baby, fucking stupid. Uh, Snowblind, absolutely love it. Ozone, killer fucking song. What's On Your Mind, really fucking stupid. New York Groove, really fucking annoying. Uh, I'm in need and love. That is a fucking. That's a deep cut fucking classic. There, absolutely love it. Wiped out, fun tune. Fractured mirror. Uh, I I like it, but I think it's too repetitive. And Dimebag Daryl does it better. Ooh, Dimebag Daryl doesn't do anything different on it. No, no, sounds, sounds exactly better to me. The same, man. Sounds. Eh, he oh, adds man. a little extra fucking. I don't think he does. Eh. Nah, no, he don't. Oh God. This fucking one. Yeah, this one, uh, the Peter Chris one, um, boy, it's grown on me quite a bit. And um, and this guy really wanted to shove it up everybody's ass and show like he was a real, you know, I'm an artist. These other guys are just, you know, lame and rock and rolls. I'm going to show you what I can do. I uh, think even more so than Gene. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to show you guys. And then when they close the door, it's like, come on, guys, come up with something. We got to show them. Come on, write songs for me. Um, but you know, I mean, I, 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 I'll never forget the first time I heard this album was when I was in California and, uh, one of my roommates bought it for a buck and I remember hearing it for the first time horrified. I was like, God, this is unlistenable. I couldn't stand it. And boy, and you know, having the Kiss channel and I did a review, I still gave it a bad review. The first time I, I did it, you know, I, that was probably the second time I heard it. And, uh, you know, man, I would slap it on here and there, and I've really grown to like, uh, love a lot of these songs. But, and I'll get to it when we get to the next solo album, because this is my third favorite. Uh, it's, uh, I, I think, where before I would say it was the worst. I, I thought Jeans was better than this. But no, man, I, I actually grown to like, like I'm Gonna Love You. I like that song. Hate Still hate your favorite. Uh, you matter to me. I can't stand that song. Tossing Turman Turn is fucking terrible. Don't Let Me Down is one of the songs I really love. Uh, the, that kind of Sugar Papa likes, I actually like it. And I always hate it because of the title. Easy Thing I Love. Rock Me Baby is eh. Kiss the Girl Goodbye is awesome. Hooked on Rock and Roll is okay. And my favorite is uh, I Can't Stop the Rain. It's Peter Chris' solo album. Uh, that's what I think. What a fucking turd. Jesus fucking Christ. I, I, I love the voice, but goddamn. You know, and a lot of people, you know, because it's so easy to fucking complain about Paul now because he's such a fucking bitter cunt. But when he says bad shit about Peter Chris, I can't fucking disagree. The only guy uh, that had two singles from the album because he got so mad when the first one fucking didn't chart. Like, Ooh, somebody sabotaged me. Release the next one. Then you'll see I'm the true talent. No, they both fucking bombed. Uh, and the only solo album to feature uh, uh, extra paper inside yeah. with uh, note, liner notes. Thanking stuff. other people because the rest of the guys just thank the other members. Right. And, uh, and I mean, I mean, I think Peter Chris thanked the two of us on there, but still, it doesn't make it a good fucking album. 
I'm gonna love you fucking terrible. You matter to me, I like it. But I like cheesy 70s shit, and it's got that, what he hates, that yeah, fucking keyboard. that little sound ruins it for me. I fucking love that shit. Best song on the fucking album, Tossing and Turning, terrible fucking cover. Don't let me down, don't let me listen to that fucking shit again, it was horrible. The kind of sugar Papa likes so fucking bad, I absolutely love it. Easy thing, that's some bitch ass shit, Jesus Christ, it's horrible. Rock me, baby. Fucking retarded. Kiss the girl goodbye. Some pussy ass shit. Hooked on rock and roll. Jesus fucking Christ. That is fucking lame. And I can't stop the rain. Jesus. I, I can't stop bitching about this fucking album. Fucking horrible. Horrible. I, I would rather listen to fucking audio of uh, Mark St. John fucking little kids than this fucking album. Well, horrible. now it's going to be my turn to do the same shit. So go ahead. Talk what? About how dare you? Up. Well, talk about this album. The Paul Stanley solo Ugh, album. Fucking masterpiece, this one. <laughs> God damn, I love this one. Ugh. Now, there is a shitty song, kids. Uh, Don't shit uh, one? Yeah, there's one There's one shitty song that that even I can't deny. Uh, Tonight You Belong to Me. Fucking epic. Love it. Uh, move on. Uh, it's silly, cocky, Paul, but it works. Ain't Quite Right, I think, is a fucking masterpiece. I love that shit. Wouldn't You Like to Know Me? Uh, another Kaki Paul song, but it fucking works. Uh, Take Me Away Together as One. Fucking love that shit, dude. Love that fucking song. It's Alright is, you know, it's alright. You know, it's a, it's a filler song, but it's good. Hold Me, Touch Me, Think of Me When We're Apart. Jesus Christ, even I can't defend that shit. That is absolutely horrible. And, uh, I, I, but something tells me that he thought that one had potential. Cause well, it's so- that was a single, right? Wasn't that the single? Mm, I can't remember. I think it was. Yeah, it was. Holy shit, yeah. Uh, but it makes... Because it's so different than everything else. It just sticks out like a sore thumb. And I think it's a, a sign of Paul being insincere and trying to second-guess the audience. And again, like everybody else had an ego, wanted to show they could do something different. What a backfire. Love and Chains, absolutely love. Uh, goodbye. Incredible. And everybody goes back and forth. What's better, Paul? I mean, for the most part, I think people go back between Paul and Ace. But it's probably like 70-30 Ace and Paul. I'm going with simple fucking math here. There's more songs that I dislike on Aces than I like on Paul's. But I will say there's some stronger songs on Ace's album. But if you're going song for song, note for note, I think Paul wins. Well, if I was to think that way, I would say Peter Chris is better than Paul's. But I can't. Because Tonight You Belong to Me and It's Alright are the only songs I like on here. And I think both those songs are so strong. Which ones? It's Alright. That you said it's alright. That and Tonight You Belong to Me are, the to me, the only two songs I like on here. But I think those songs are so strong that they bury the, what, five songs I like off of. You don't even like Goodbye? Nah, man. You know, I gave this album another chance. I did, actually, because uh, somebody told me to, and I did. And you know what? It's not terrible, but I, to me, look, this is my problem with Paul Stanley's solo album. I think Paul Stanley, out of all four members, is the best songwriter. I think he wrote the best songs up to this point. You know, Come On and Love Me, Detroit, uh, you name it. You know, uh, I just, and I don't think his songwriting is up to par. Like with your I Want Yous and stuff. As a whole, like tonight you belong to me and it's all right. That to me is the Paul Stanley songwriting I love. It's quite right. 
is a song that, man, it has potential. And I know it sounds me being, you know, pun intended, but it's true. I think there's something about that song that ain't quite right. So do you think he was too cocky, just thought like he was going to naturally have the best, you know, album and didn't put enough into it? Maybe, or maybe I think the problem with this album was maybe he was rushed and he didn't really have enough time to focus. Because Paul Stanley's a workaholic and he spent so much time on Kiss albums. Yeah. Where Ace is just a lazy fuck. And, you know, and, he, and you know, all right, it's up to me now that he threw it all on one album. He blew his load. And I just feel like Paul, I don't know, I think Paul was, uh, but, you know, like, I know not only you, but a lot of other people think it's the best. Uh, and a lot of people love this album. But, and believe me, and I, and I, and I say it right now, you think, you know, oh, because I'm a Nick Ace guy. I think Paul's a better songwriter than Ace. I really do. I think he's the best songwriter in Kiss. And a great voice. When it worked, he had a great voice. Uh, amazing voice. You know, I mean, Paul's voice was amazing all the way up to, you know, fucking uh, Live to Win. Yeah. I thought his voice was and fucking awesome. I think another thing it might be, uh, we always talk about timeline. You know, when I came in with 80s Kiss, where Paul carried the fucking majority of the load, you know? Right. So I, you know, immediately gravitated towards Paul. Fuck, he sang Tears Are Falling. The second best Kiss song. Ah! All right. Uh, Die Nasty. Uh, I guess we'll go, we'll skip over double platinum. Uh, I already talked a lot yeah. about it in the beginning, and I don't know if you have the same connection I have. Uh, it, it was my first uh, Kiss compilation. It was my first uh, uh, exposure to those songs. So for a long time, you know, Strutter '78 was my Strutter until I discovered it. But uh, I love it. I recommend it. I think it's cool. But looking back, there's some shit I would have changed. You know, like the. Rock bottom intro and shit. And yeah, and that I agree with a hundred percent. I think yeah. that was uh, when I went back and heard Rock Bottom yeah. and uh, She. I was like, yeah, this this doesn't this sounds better. But overall, for like a newbie to Kiss, I think it's a fun you know oh, compilation great. to have. It's great. It's it's the best. I think. I mean, it worked for me. It, it's what made me a Kiss fanatic. That album, you know, it's still very special to me. But the next one's Dynasty, and this one. Mm. I was still hanging on. I mean, I was 14 in 79. Um, you know, I mean, I already, like, you know, as much as I love Kiss, uh, you know, it's funny because when a brand new band comes out, it's really hard to say, oh, this is my favorite band of all time when they're brand new. But Van Halen 1 and Van Halen 2, I liked way more than this album. But I still couldn't admit they were better than Kiss. Or Cheap Trick, for that matter. Because um, I was really head, really heavy on cheap trips. But you know, now in retrospect, looking back, dude, Van Halen buries Kiss. Uh, everything we just talked about Kiss. Yeah. Van Halen six pack buries it. But you know, when they're a brand new band, it's hard for you to. It was hard for you to say that Eddie Van Halen's the greatest guitar player. You'd say no, he's no Jimmy Page. Right. You know, in the seventies. It takes years to prove yourself. Yeah, exactly. And you have to have consistency. Exactly, and. Uh, but I love this album in retrospect, and I know this has a lot to do with timeline, because this was my very first Kiss album that was brand new that, I mean, Double Platinum was brand new, but that doesn't count, because it's the greatest thing. This is my very brand new, my first brand new Kiss album with all new songs. And I always hated I Was Made For Loving. Never liked it as a kid. But that was because I was a stupid kid and I hated disco. 
So I and every time I put on the album, I go to track two. And uh, but now in retrospect, I love I was made for loving it. I think it's catchy. It's, you know, it's just like like sweet ass candy music. You know, uh, but you know, two, Ace is my man. Two thousand man. When I went back to hear the Rolling Stones version, it does nothing for me. Mm-hmm. This is my uh, version of 2009. Sure knows something, fucking awesome. Uh, Dirty Living, my favorite off it. Uh, Charisma, I love. I always loved Charisma. Magic Touch is probably my favorite Paul tune on here. Hard Times is great, fun Ace tune. X-Ray Eyes, I was kind of eh about it as a kid, but I fucking love it now. And uh, Save Your Love, Man, my, probably my least favorite A song on here, but I still love it. Uh, but, you know, all in all, every song I love off this album, and it's a very special album to me. And it's not a Kiss album, because it's Anton Faye. Uh, and, you know, there's also, you know, there's also talk that, it, you know, it says here that Peter plays drums on it. But there's also talk it wasn't Peter, that it was also Anton Faye. So who wow, that St. Peter didn't even play on fucking Dirty Living? Well, fuck. Peter Chris didn't play fucking drums on his own album. Sure. And Gene Simmons didn't play bass on his own album. So there you go. So I, I love it. I mean, I know the production is thin, you know, according to a lot of people, but there's just something about Dynasty. It's very special album to me, and I love every tune off it. And it's the one I play the most of the 70s along with Justin Hill. Um, I absolutely love this fucking album. You know, which is weird, because this is a band totally in fucking damage control. You know, dealing with the repercussions of Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. The solo albums blew up in their fucking face. I don't think the repercussions of Kiss Me Sapana Park didn't happen until much later. Uh, you gotta remember, it was only aired once, and I don't think, I, don't, I mean, my memory, I, as far as yeah. my memory goes, it could be wrong, but I don't think, uh, I think Kiss was already hated enough before that movie. Right, but that didn't fucking help. No, and, that, it didn't and then help you got at all. the solo albums that and are being. I even hated the movie, and I was yeah. a Kiss fan. And the solo albums are being sent back in droves, you know, to the record company. That we didn't know. Right, but but I'm saying, but they know this shit yeah. behind the scenes. I'm just saying, but if the public knew how right. much that solo, those solo albums would have flopped, it would have earned their reputation. Right, but here's the thing: what do you got at this time? Uh, you know, Kiss has a couple of flops. Holy shit, they just went from being the biggest band in America to a couple of flops. What's doing good? Uh, Rod Stewart, do you think I'm sexy? Uh, the Rolling, the Rolling Stones, miss you. So okay, we're gonna do some disco shit. Oh fuck, this guitar player that we think is a total fucking loser had the only fucking hit from the solo album. Oh, let's give him three songs to do. Uh, you know, but our drummer is a fucking total fucking drunk, just got in a car wreck, can't play for shit. We get another drummer. Like, here is the end of it, man. This is, like, totally for the money, by the numbers, just damage control. But for some reason, it fucking works. Uh, I love I Was Made For Loving You. First Kiss song I remember hearing. You've always loved it, though. Always loved it. Yeah. Always loved it. Always, but, again, I like disco. Yeah, but, you know, you weren't around where it wasn't cool to like this. Right. No, that, that was the first I heard. I was like, oh, I like that. And I remember seeing... That's around the time the Kiss Dows are coming out. And I see the commercials like, oh, this is cool. You know? And I remember throwing a fit in the store because I wanted all four Kiss Dows the same day. I had to have it. And I ended up coming home with that Godzilla that, you know, remember you pulled the thing on the back of his neck and the tongue would stick out and his you hand know, would shoot up? I actually do remember that. 
I do remember. It was around that. the time of Shogun Warriors that yeah. would shoot all that shit. I didn't own it, but I yeah. do remember that Godzilla. Yeah, well, yeah, you you were a little bit older. Yeah, but I do remember. I was 14. But uh I was still a kid. 2000 man. I don't care for anybody's version of 2000 man, really. You, and, did you like the Stones uh, original? No, not really. Yeah. And, and I'm a huge Stones fan, uh, but not so much that song. Really didn't care for Ace's fucking cover. I know a lot of people love it. Just, it's never done anything for me. But, I mean, it's kind of cool because it's associated with Ace. Yeah, um, it's spacey. Yeah, there, there's something. And, you know, being an Ace fanatic, you know. Right. You really, I really. I mean, there's, I kind of get it, but it, I just don't. I think it's the best Ace tune on here, and I love Hard Times. It, it's it's kind of like New York Groove. I get why people associate with it, but I just don't like the fucking song. Right. And that's the same shit with so much Ace. I love his guitar playing. But it's the fucking songs I don't really care for. Right. Sure know something? Fucking pop fucking perfection. That is a perfect song. If anybody else would have released that song in 1979, it would have been one of the biggest songs of the fucking year. Doobie Brothers do that shit? Fucking forget about it. Perfect fucking song. Uh, Dirty Living? Uh, I like it. Sticks out like a sore thumb. But I dig it. I love the Kiss references in that song. Right. Uh, Charisma, fucking love that shit. Love that fucking song. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of Gene just doing what he says he don't like. It's kind of a disco song, but he was a bitch about disco. But he's right. like, oh, okay, I'll throw my hat in the ring, too. Fucking love it. Classic song. Magic Touch, incredible fucking vocal from Paul. Great fucking song. Hard times. Well, let me let me stop you there for a second. Right. Magic Touch. Another example why I think Paul is the best songwriter in the band. The structure, the just everything about right. Magic Touch is just so fucking perfect, man. Oh, yeah. I think he's a, you know, very underrated. You know? And very that, underrated songwriter. And, and this album gets so much hate because I was made for love and you right. sure know something. But there's songs like that that... Yeah, it's a little bit light in the production, but it's still a classic fucking Kiss song to me. Hard Times. Fucking love that shit. Great Ace song. X-Ray Eyes. It's filler, but I still dig it. Save Your Love. By far my favorite Ace song on the album. And and, and the last time I think Ace would contribute anything worth a shit to fucking Kiss. Jesus Christ. Now they're saying Bob Kulik played on fucking Naked City. Oh, you didn't know that? I knew that. I thought that was something new. I don't know. I don't think I ever noticed that before. Bob Kulik also played on, I think, what makes the world go on. I could be wrong. Well, they only list them on And uh, Ace played bass on Torpedo Girl. And I think another one, too. Yeah, I, I knew about him playing a lot on his songs. Because they're so fucking and shitty. And Paul played everything on Shandy except the drums. I knew that, too. Let's see. Where's where that? Yeah, right here. Uh, bass. Everything. Yeah, do they credit uh, Tom Harper? Yeah, because he was on Decibel Geek talking about playing on Shandy and shit. Did you hear Eric Carr do Shandy? Eric Carr do Shandy? He sang it. Yeah, for an audition for Kiss. Oh, that was one of the songs? Yeah, and I heard it. I think it's on YouTube. It's not bad, but it's not as good as this. I liked his voice. I liked his voice a lot. I always thought it was so funny, though. He was never a fan of Kiss, but once he was in Kiss... Was that true? I yeah, yeah, I, no, he see, said that I didn't know. Yeah, he said he he was never into fucking Kiss, but once he got into Kiss, it meant the world to him that he was in, and he kind of embraced the whole history. And 
Paul alluded to the fact of his insecurities and said that he could never get over the fact that he wasn't an original member and shit. Uh, Unmasked, I already tuned out. Uh, I don't know what happened, and, and it's, you know, I, I'm i not this way anymore, and I don't think I was this way till a couple of years later. Uh, it's not like me to not even investigate Unmasked. Uh, something happened between 1979 and 1980. It was Unleashed in the East, Love Drive, fucking Pink Floyd the Wall, uh, you know, you know uh, Highway to Hell. All these albums just like, I mean, it just made me feel like, holy fuck, this is my life and it's no longer Kiss. But weird thing about it was I would still listen to Kiss, but I had no desire to hear what Unmatched looked like. And I think it had a lot to do with the album cover. I'm not sure because it's been so long ago. I do remember back then they used to sell these little miniature albums. With the bubblegum? With the bubblegum. Yeah, I remember I those. remember the Kiss Unmasked one. That's right. one thing I remember about 1980 and Kiss, but I never... And then it didn't help when I saw the Shandy video on Don Kirsch. It was either Don Kirsch in a rock concert or Midnight Special. I saw the Shandy video and I just saw that and I go, this, this is not Kiss. It's just, this is nothing like it. This ain't even, you know, as much as I hated I Was Made For Loving You back then, it didn't even fit that. It was more very ballady and I don't know. It just, dude, this does not sound like fucking Walk All Over You or, you know, Another Piece Of Meat. That's what I wanted. You know, I was now that's, you know, when, when Judas Priest hit me and all that, all I wanted was metal, heavy. I just wanted to find heavy shit. And when I heard Shandy, I was like, okay, I'm done with this. So it wasn't until 1983, I remember this because Def Leppard's Pyromania was out at the time. Yeah. And there was a guy that needed, a, believe it or not, have a car for a little while. Uh, Cutlass, I remember. My very first car. And this guy said, dude, if you give me a ride home, I'll give you Kiss Unmasked on vinyl. So he's threatening you. <laughs> and I thought, okay. You know, I mean, I didn't care for Kiss. Like, you know, I mean, I... No, no, actually, I did care for Kiss at this time because Creatures brought me back in, but we'll talk about that when we get there. So I figure, okay, I'll give that album a chance. You're like, I really want a blowjob, but I'll take Kiss on vinyl. Yeah, exactly. He was cute. Um, but, uh, so I gave this guy a ride and he gave me the vinyl. And uh, I took it home, I played it, and uh, when I heard, is that you? I was like, mm, not that bad. It's okay, whatever. I heard Shandy, I was like, next. I heard, talk to me, Ace. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is my man, and I'm not really digging this, you know? I don't remember, dude, to tell you the truth, I don't even remember if I liked any of these songs in my first listen. I can't remember that back. I'm I betting you didn't. I probably did. Uh, but now, you know, after many years have gone by, you know, I'll go th track to track. And I have given this album many chances where, as less than a year ago, I ended up falling in love with a song on this album a lot. That you used to hate. Uh, if you listen to our Un Un Unmasked episode, who knows what ungodly thing I said about this song. But yeah, I did hate it. Uh, and I'll talk about it when we get to it. Is that you now? I think it's okay but i still don't like that you always get that part just annoys me shandy i fucking love now grew to really love that song I, again you know a great fucking paul stanley's ballad written ballad it shows me the talent he is i love him talk to me i still don't like it but i'll say it's better than the next two of the songs 
But, you know, that's not saying much. Uh, Naked City, favorite song off the album. Uh, and it's been that way till you know since the first time it grabbed me. Think fucking out for that song fucking rolls. What makes the world go round? Garbage. Uh, it's just too fucking sugary sweet. Tomorrow, the one that a lot of people say is pop perfection, still does nothing to me. And that's one that I was trying to get into a lot. Saying what am I missing here? Two sides of the coin. I don't give a fuck what you say about any Ace Frehley song on Spaceman or whatever. He never wrote a worse song than Two Sides of the Coin. That's that, worse than the fucking podcast. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, it is the worst A song, in my opinion. Uh, she's so European. Ugh. And, you know, when I saw Gene do the vault, he played it acoustically, and it, it sounded okay then. Did he do the complete song or just like a verse? No, I don't think he even did just a verse. I think he did more than that, but it wasn't complete. Um, easy as it seems, that's the one that got me. I just love that fucking song now so much. It's like doom do 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 do. I didn't maybe I mean it's hokey, it's stupid, and it's not really, you know, uh what I would call uh, you know, Paul Stanley's um you know talent of being such a great songwriter. But I don't know, there's just something hokey and great about Easy As It Seems. I absolutely love that song. It's my second favorite. I even put it over Shandy. Uh, Torpedo Girl. Eh. And it's Ace. Uh, You're All I Want, I gotta say, is the worst one on here. Uh, the last song with Gene. I think that is the biggest piece of shit on this pretty much shitty album. Uh, that's what I think of a mess. And I'm talking about 2019 after like 40 years, a little under 40 years, I've listened to this, you know, quite often trying to get into it. And because, you know, it is the sister album of Dynasty. And I love Dynasty and I'm trying to figure out, you know. And, you know, being that I have a, the biggest kiss channel, man, people swear by In this the world. Album. Yeah. People swear by this album. So, you know, I just, you know, tried and it didn't work. So uh, that's what I think of a mass. How about you? Well, I would have to say this is when I knew I had a kiss problem. Uh, you know, at this time, buying everything fucking Kiss, and it was all the posters on my wall were Kiss. All I was listening to was Kiss. And I bought this shit, and I gotta say, I felt a little bit embarrassed listening to it, but I refused to admit it wasn't cool because it was Kiss. I was like, no, it's awesome. It's Kiss. It's Kiss. But I knew deep down in my heart, if it wasn't Kiss, I'd be laughing at this shit and making fun of it. But because it was Kiss, I gave it a fucking pass. And I still do to this fucking day. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of Kiss shit. And I always try to keep this in, in the back of my mind and ask myself honestly and answer honestly. If this was any other band putting out this shit, would you still like it? And nine times out of ten, it's like, nah. Nah. Is it you? Yeah, I fucking like it. Shandy? Yeah. I fucking like oh, it. Oh, wow. I, didn't, I thought you didn't like that one. No, I, I like it. I, I, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I like it. Oh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, talk to me. Absolutely fucking horrible. I still say to this day, the worst thing that ever fucking happened to Kiss was the success of uh, Ace's solo album. Because if it wouldn't have succeeded, I think he would have stayed in Kiss. They would have wrote some great songs. He never would have left. Overall, you would have got better music. But I think his head got too big. And he started putting out shit like this and thinking it was acceptable. Fucking talk to me. 
That shit's fucking terrible. Terrible. Nothing's good about it. Music, lyrics, vocals, fucking shit. Naked City. Love it. Again, probably because it's Kiss. But there is a lot of this shit that's kind of new wave and shit, and I do like a lot of new I wave. I hear some police in Naked City. Right. Roxanne. But, I mean, it, it's very piss poor new wave, but you can kind of see. See, what they did here is I, I think they realized, like, even though they lost a lot of fans with Dynasty and I Was Made for Loving You, it still went double platinum. It was still, like, their highest charting song, I think. It, I don't know if it went high as Beth, but it was, like, the biggest one since Beth. I think it went higher than Beth outside the States. Okay. I think. But the, the whole thing was, you know, with Dynasty, Peter threatened to quit if they didn't use Vinnie Poncia, who produced his solo well, album. Well, not according to Gene. No. Uh, Gene said they hired Vinnie Poncia to appease Peter for not to leave. But look, we're going to use your, your producer. That's what Gene said, so... I never heard uh, that Peter was going to quit the thing. Well, either way, even though there was a lot of probably fan, true, but I'm just saying there was a lot of fan backlash over Dynasty. It did produce a, a hit. You can't lie about the hit they had. In, Huge. I was made for loving. So I think they tried to go that direction, thinking, well, maybe we lost these guys, but we could gain this whole new audience. Oh, of course. And they went super pop on this and abandoned pretty much any hard rock. Uh, and they couldn't have picked the worst time to do it. Uh, let's see, what's after Naked City? What makes the world go round? Yeah. Eh, I like it. It's terrible, but I like it. Tomorrow, love it. Terrible song, but I love it. Two sides of the coin. Fuck. Jesus. Fuck is it Christ. worse than Talk To Me? No. I, I think it is. Yeah, dude, come on. Dude. I, just, think, I think it two sides to be, man. Two Sides of the Coin is fucking horrible. That's why I can't believe there's a podcast called Three Sides of the Coin. That's like having a fucking Led Zeppelin podcast and calling it Hot Dog. <laughs> Who in the fuck are you attracting with that shit? God damn. I mean, that's just really... Well, it's the second best Kiss podcast. Mm, mm, mm. Second yeah. biggest. Yeah. Well, if you want the, the biggest, you know, look at the numbers. That's right here. Uh, she's so European. Yeah, it's terrible, but I like it. Torpedo Girl can't defend that fucking shit. Easy as it seems to skip. Oh, did it? Oh. It's easy as it seems to skip that shit, but I like it. Uh, You're All That I Want. I like it. Wow. Wow. I like this album a lot more than most people, but You're I... You're All That I Want, you like? Yeah. Wow. But I, if it wasn't fucking Kiss, and if I didn't fall in love with it when I was a fucking, you know, 12-year-old, 13-year-old boy, there's no way I could defend this shit. Uh, if you like You're All I Want, I think you were a 13-year-old girl. Could be. Yeah. Wow, dude. I'm shocked that you like that one. I don't remember you saying that on the review. I you probably did. I don't even remember the review. All right. Mm. Here we go with the oh man, this one. I mean, we're we're talking about a lot of albums we already reviewed. So, you know, I think we should breeze through these. Um, but you know, this one I know, uh, the infamous episode, early one, probably one of the most popular ones, right? Yeah, very controversial episode. Some people love it, some people hate it. Yeah, I, I absolutely love this album for all the wrong reasons. Uh, I'm, you know, I mean, I heard this in 85, I would say. You know, years after it came out. And uh, I already told the story. Listen to the episode. I got the cassette, listened to it on the bus. And it wasn't Kiss to me, but man, I just listened to it on the bus thinking to myself, I like this. It's weird. But I just liked it. I just liked it the first time I heard it. I liked it. 
Uh, you know, I, I, the only one I probably had a problem with was um, uh, what's the name of that song? The only one? Yeah, there's one song on here, Odyssey. That's the one that I was like, eh. Yeah, now it's kind of like, well, you know, I mean, it's just part of this fucking like very strange, controversial album. And I don't know, maybe I, I warmed up to it a little bit, but still my least favorite. But man, and I heard it on the version that the oath starts with, you know. And then, you know, after hearing the oath, and then and even the oath, as heavy as it is, I thought it was fucking very strange with the little acapella bullshit. But man, that's strange, man. And Fanfare, Just a Boy, in the Dark Light, Only You, Under the Rose, my favorite. World Without Heroes, I do remember hearing that before I got the CD. I mean, the cassette. Mr. Blackwell, uh, I love Escape from the Island. Eyes, okay. Uh, you know, finale doesn't count. But go ahead, shit on it. I already know you hate this shit. Oh, yeah. <coughs> this is, and this is one of those, for years, I tried to force myself to like and pretend like it was good. And I remember my friend, uh, Robert Clanton, I believe was his last name. He had a Kiss fanzine, Kiss Assault Force. If you look in the liner notes for uh, Hot in the Shade, they think Kiss Assault Force. And we went to this record store in Chicago. And at this time, you couldn't buy the fucking Elder. You could only get the Japanese import. But I didn't have enough money. It was like 30 bucks. And 30 bucks back then for a CD was like unheard of. And I begged him. I'm like, please, please let me get this. I have to hear the Elder. It's like the Lost Kiss album. You know, it's... It's got to be the most amazing thing ever. He's like, no, dude, really, it's not that good. And I was so pissed, like, telling me he was a shit friend for not lending me the money. And I eventually got it and realized he was a good friend for not letting me buy it. This shit is fucking terrible. You want to talk about grasping the straws? You think Dynasty, it unmasked, was grasping the straws? Kiss has the fucking balls to think they can do the fucking wall? Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus fucking Christ, is this fucking piss poor, stupid, half-baked, just, oh my God, it, it's just so wrong, and, you know, there, there's certain things that, I don't give a fuck who you are, you can't convince me of something, and there's certain things you can't convince Ralph of, like, Ralph, you just put a great post the other day, I loved it, and, uh, you were talking about ACDC. What did I say? You, oh, yeah. You, you said, you said for those about to rock, flick of the switch. Great fucking albums. But stop saying they're better than Back in Black. That's some millennial fucking rewriting history bullshit. And I happen to... Dis I love fucking... I will say, I, I think Back in Black is a better album. But I enjoy For Those About to Rock. See, more. there's a difference. Yeah. But there's a difference. Because people say, no... For those about the rock, it's a better album. Flick and Switch is a better album. No, I'm sorry. Since they didn't do as well, I'm telling you, man. If Back in Black sold like For Those About the Rock, and For Those About the Rock sold like Back in Black, people would be pointing at Back in Black. Thank you. All right. Well, my theory is that the only people who stand behind the fucking elder are Kiss apologists that just refuse to admit they did some... In a way, but, but Ralph hates other albums, but likes the fucking album. But, but but listen, listen to what I said earlier, Ian. When I put that cassette in my Walkman in 1985 without hearing Kiss nerds back then saying how great this, I never heard anybody say Elder was great. Anybody. That's, I'm not following anybody. You know how everybody's like, oh, 
I want to be, you know, like like for those about the rock. I want to be like that. Dude, I, I heard it for the first time, just like I heard Dada for the first time, Flush the Fashion. Shit doesn't sound like I was going weird as fuck. But I liked it. I got it because the same reason. I just thought it was so fucking weird. I liked it. All right. Well, I revised what I said then. Ralph just has piss poor taste. The rest of you are all fucking posers. Yes. Thank you. All right. There we go. Yeah. Don't lump me in with those people. Yeah. Just say I got piss poor taste. That's better. There we go. There we go. More yeah. respectful. But that's not to say I don't like some songs on this fucking album, because I do. Um, oh, yeah? I don't remember. Did you? Yeah, there's actually some songs I like. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it's horrible overall. Bad Kiss album, not Kiss songs, but there, there's some shit I enjoy. It's not a Kiss album. I never. I would never claim it's a Kiss album. Uh, only You, I enjoy. Yeah, I like that one. Um... There's parts of Under the Rose, but as a whole song, no. World Without Heroes, I absolutely love. I actually have that on my phone. Okay, so I, I kept that one. Amazing Paul Stanley guitar solo. No. Yes. Because Ace, like, I ain't playing on that shit. But Paul stepped up to the plate like he did a lot in the 80s. Yep. He also, you know, threw a lot of curveballs, too. But uh, So anyway, World Without Heroes, I dig it. Mr. Blackwell, I actually like. Wow. It's, it's fucking weird and silly, but I like it. Escape from the Island. Great. But, I mean, that's basically fucking, you know, Ace and fucking Eric jacking off. And I love it. It has nothing to do with the fucking album. Um, And Ezra got good coke that day. Yeah. Because I see he got a coke right on that one. Yeah. Well, that's another thing we didn't talk about. Like, Ezra was so coked up and fucking living off the success he had just got with The Wall. And he convinced them to do the concept. He thought he could do anything. Because Kiss was originally, they were saying they were going to come back with a fucking heavy album. Yep, that's what was supposed to happen. And then Ezra said, no, you need respect. You need to, Gene, I like that thing you're writing, man. Let's make a fucking, uh, you know. And uh, I don't know if we discussed this in our podcast, but there was supposed to be a part two. Right, uh, a movie, a part, I mean, a movie, and a part two of War, War of the Worlds or something, which is supposed to be the uh, the second part of the other. Because this is not the complete story. This this album, and I think there was only one song that survived uh, from the planned sequel, and uh, that we are one. Oh come on, uh, man! Oh, we'll get to that later. Well, that would make sense since yeah. I like it. Oh Christ! Uh, but yeah, this is. When Odyssey, I know. What the fuck? I, I mean, and, and Kiss tried to bury this album for years. It didn't get, you know, uh, remastered or reproduced for years. I mean, they were really fucking embarrassed by this shit. They cut their hair, tried to become part of the new romantic scene and all this shit. You know, ended up losing Ace. Uh, Ace but, was right. You know, maybe it's the grown pains they need to go through because they came back. Spoiler alert. Was one of their best albums ever. So, but the elder, stop saying you fucking like it. It's not unless you're Ralph and you just don't know no. I like it because it's weird and I have bad taste in music. You know? I'm not doing it because I'm a Kiss apologist. You know? Yeah, but you Kiss, you know who you are, and stop doing that. Admit when Kiss does something wrong. It took me a long time to do. It, it took me years to admit that Kiss had a fault. I used to be that guy that oh they have no bad song. You left. About somebody you saw online wrote that, oh, there's no bad song. I used to be that fucking kid. Man, I was never like that. Well, I was like that for Cheap Trick, but they didn't have a bad song until, you know, I was talking about Up to Dream Police. They didn't, to me, they didn't have a bad song. Well, yeah, not Up to Dream Police. I still think that. 
But uh, it wasn't until all shook up. I said, okay, that song's bad. Wow. You know, you know, I, I'm actually surprised Kiss survived this fucking shit. Uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing story. I mean, not only did they survive this, they released a kick-ass album after this that even did worse. You know, not, you know, in the future, but at the time, Elder sold more than the next album. Wow. It did. That I didn't know. Yeah, it did. Creatures was the poorest selling album uh, uh, when it was released, yes. And it's even in a, uh, I think it was Entertainment Tonight even said it during it. Oh, they just released the worst selling album. It's the lowest on the chart. It wasn't oh. until, I think the, the the album where it has Bruce and Eric without makeup. And that, when I bought it, that's what it was because they were trying to change it so much to fucking get I think people to rebuy what, it. Yeah. That's what raised sales because, uh, you know, people started, that. that's an album of word of mouth. You know, that's an album that people were like, dude, go back to Creatures. You know, you didn't give a chance. Listen to it now. And then people were like, whoa, this is good. Because a lot of people didn't listen to Creatures. I didn't want to. I had a guy come to my house. I said this story a million times. And by the way, we're going into Creatures. Uh, with the with the Creatures on cassette, I was like, no, you're not playing that. Dude, you got to hear it. I was like, I don't want to hear Kiss, dude. Get that away from me. I was aware. I've seen it in the record store. I was like, oh, you know, and uh, the album cover didn't even intrigue you. You were so pissed off. I didn't. I didn't even think the album cover was good. Looking at that, looking at it now, I don't think it's amazing, but it's okay. Uh, I don't even think that album cover is like. I think that picture of them standing on the mountain. You know that. Yeah, that one's cool. That if that would have been the album cover, I would have. All right, throw it on. Let's see what it sounds like. But when he put it on and just the fucking opening drum thing and the guitar, Creature of the Night just like sucked me right in. And I became a fanatic of that album. And luckily, I was, because I wouldn't have seen the tour if he didn't do that. Now, as somebody who listened to it right when it came out, was there any fucking red flags for you? Were you like, this is an ace? Or were you like, did ace change his whole sound? What's going on here? I thought it was ace. I was dopey. You know, I did not. And it sounds nothing like ace. I know a lot of people like, hey, this ain't ace. I don't know. I, I, I wish I would have known you in 83 if you really did think that. You know what? That's one thing I'll always admit. I'm fucking fooled a lot of times, you know, because oh, yeah. my heart wants to believe one thing, that this is who it is. You know, but shit, you go back, you look at a lot of Stones albums. Bill Wyman's hardly on any of them. You know, it's always fucking Keith playing bass. You don't know. You think it's fucking Bill Wyman. But some of this stuff, everybody, like, now that you know the facts, oh, I knew right away. Yeah, that's a lot of bullshit. Yeah, I didn't. I thought that was Ace. Yeah. And I thought, wow, Ace is playing differently now. I didn't know till I heard the drums on Psycho Circus. That's when I knew. Really? See, I, I, I didn't even know that. I thought Psycho Circus was all four major members. That's how dopey I was. Mm. I really did, because, you know, Tommy Thayer was playing like Ace, you know? so And I thought the drums weren't that technical. I thought maybe, you know, whatever was, uh, you know, I just thought, I, I, you know what, man? Another thing, too, is I was so sucked into the reunion. And I knew watching, you know, so many triggers. And I'll never forget that. I'm going to bring it up now, fuck it. When I saw Kiss in Madison Square Garden, like, you know, other creatures like greatest Kiss show ever. When Peter Chris did his drum solo, I mean, I was just so in love to see Peter Chris do a drum solo. Just to see Peter Chris up there that my friend Eve, who you know. I love that girl. She said to me, you got to check out my friend that plays drums, he'll blow him away. And I was like, all right, whatever. Peter Chris is playing the drums. You know, I, I got to admit, I was sucked into it. But I still think 
those reunion shows were awesome. But let's get back to creatures. Right. Um, Saints and Sinners, I admit, when I first heard it, it wasn't like I was like, oh, this is a great song. I was like, oh. uh, Keep It Coming, I loved right away. Rock and Roll Hell, I liked. You know, it was Danger, I liked. Love It Loud, I, I loved. I can't even really play that now, but I still love it. I still love you. I, I'm telling you, the first time I heard it, I loved it because it was dark. It was a ballad, but it was dark. Uh, Killer, I loved right offhand. First time I heard Killer, the intro sounded just like Exciter by Judas Priest on Unleashed in the Eat. And War Machine was the one that really, I mean, when the album ended, I heard that. Like you say in many reviews, you want to hear a fucking a, a song that wants you to keep listening. Right. That was it. And War Machine, like, after I heard War Machine, I was like, dude, I got to go buy this fucking Kiss album. This shit's great. And it made me a Kiss fanatic that after this point, I didn't do ever again what I did during Unmasked. I pay, I bought every Kiss album all the way up to Monster. I mean, if they release another Kiss album and if it's as bad as Crazy Nights, I will buy it because I need to own every single Kiss album, just like Black Sabbath, ACDC, uh, you know, uh, Cheat Trick, you know, Beatles, anybody, any band that I love, I have to own the whole discography, even if I don't like the album. And Kiss, because of Creature of the Night, turned me into that. So that's what I think of this album. I think it's phenomenal, and the fucking show is jaw-dropping. Well, I will say I'm like you in that aspect. I have to have everything. Unless it's a Christmas album, then I do delete it from the discography. Even if David Lee Roth did a Christmas album, I would delete it. I can't stand Christmas. Well, you know what? You got me there because... David Roth did a Christmas album? No, but if he did, I wouldn't listen. I, well, well I, I would, but I I own every know. single Twisted Sister album, but the Christmas album. The tour I saw, too. I do have the Cheap Trick Christmas album, though. Uh, Creatures of the Night is such a, a weird album to me because I have such a different history than you guys did you know uh, when I got it I was already into Kiss because of Asylum that's what got me I'm going back I'm getting the past shit when I buy Creatures of the Night I buy it on cassette Mercury cassettes it's got Eric Carr Bruce Kulick on the cover right I, I, I have the vinyl I just know about it being released. I don't know nothing about the history. Like, people thought it was Ace or the other cover. I didn't know about the other cover for years. So, did you think it was Bruce? Yeah, I thought it was Bruce. More, uh, yeah. Bruce is more convincing. Yeah, it, it, well, yeah, it definitely made more sense to me right. when I listened to the old shit. Right. Uh, you know, and then another big thing was the ass on the back that I was strangely attracted to, and I didn't know if it was a man or a woman. I think it's Paul, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I still don't know. I don't want to think about it anymore. But, uh,. You know, some stuff's better left, left unanswered. But I love the fucking album. But wow, was it different than everything else I listened to? You know, it was even different than Asylum. I only think one album sounds like this one. They were, and then uh, yeah, I would say there's a sister album to this. There's but. a sister album to this, and then there's an album trying to be this, and a sister album that didn't work. But we'll get to that in the next episode. But. You know, when I first discovered this, you gotta remember, I'm buying all this shit in 1986, the year that everybody sold out. So I'm coming on board while everybody's going lighter. But the bands I love, I'm going back and discovering the heavier side. And this is like, wow, this reminds me of this Judas Priest band I'm checking out. You know, this reminds me of fucking, uh, you know, this Dio guy I'm checking. It was much heavier. Heavy metal kiss. Yeah. Yeah, it was heavy metal kiss. It was much less rock and rolly kiss, you know. Right. 
Because I, I don't consider Kiss heavy metal at all. No, they were hard I, rock. They went through a phase where they tried to be a heavy metal band because it was what was, you know, the trend, you know. But, uh, I mean, to me, Kiss did very much what Alice Cooper did. They had an initial sound that got gave them a fan base, that made them unique. And then they got big, then they got scared. Then whatever trend came along, they would do it. Alice Cooper did the same thing. Kiss did the same thing. When it got time to get heavy, when Iron Maiden starts coming along, Judas Priest, they get heavy. When the bands start going lighter, they go lighter. And they I mean, Kiss did lose a step, you gotta admit, on uh, Unmasked and uh, Elder, because it was the right time to get heavy. And they tried to be different than all, right. all their you know, contemporaries. Right, but then after that, they followed the trend. and you know, Because, look, all right, Kiss tried to do The Wall. The Wall was a huge album, but really, are they really following a trend when Kiss is trying to be Pink Floyd? They're, I think it was very influenced by Ezra. He brainwashed those two, you know? Uh, right, but he said, look what I did for these guys. Yeah, you know? yeah, but I don't think they were following trends then. And you got you got to remember, too, The Wall was very different for Pink Floyd at that time. Yeah, it was. You know, It was a Roger Waters album, yeah. basically. And it was fucking huge. Yeah. They're like, oh, we need a hit. But, uh... No, this album, oh, I, I, I fucking love it. But I gotta admit, it goes back to what you said before. Kiss fans would love shit a lot more if you didn't know the fucking truth. You know? And you fall in love with these songs, and then you find out you've been lied. It's like your parents, you know, you know, finding out you were adopted. But really, I mean, if you really look at Kiss fans, did this really hurt the album. I think people still love it even with all the lies. Well, the thing is, I mean, people love it when they heard the music. If you just listen to it for the music value, you love like it. I did. And, and, and I did too because I knew none of the history. And I thought it was bass. I thought every song was Bruce Kulik. But then when you start finding out all the bullshit that they're trying to sell you as legit, I think that shit just wears on you after a while because it's like, what, what do I believe in anymore? You know, is this band... Everything they're trying to sell me is a fucking lie. And I think that gets to you after a while. Especially when you're passionate about music and you love it and these people are your heroes. When you find out it's all like, there is no Superman, you know? And these guys were superheroes. But you find out everything's a lie, they could give a shit less, it's all about making a dollar. Uh, leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. But I love the fucking album. I love every fucking song on the album. I will say this, I Still Love You works on an album. Stop playing it live, but it's great on the album. Well, there I, there I agree with you 100% because I Still Love You was, oh my God, every goddamn tour. All the way up to Hot in the Shade, they still kept playing. Did they play Hot in the Shade? I think they did. Yeah, and they played Hot Revenge. No, really? They, they did the show I saw at UIC Pavilion, okay. Trickster and Great White opened up, and they played it. Oh, God. And it's terrible live. But uh, it's, it's too, he gets too melodramatic. I mean, it's a, it's it's a melodramatic song. To yeah, but the vocal the... gymnastic rules in it where it's, it's the same thing as you can say about Vinnie Vincent's Invasion. Right. You know, he went so over the top. Oh, or, yeah, he oversings it. And where, you know, yeah, he oversings it. But um, Hey, Donna Dixon broke his fucking heart. He wants everybody to fucking know about it. Yeah, well, you know, I'd write a song like that, too, if she dumped me for fucking Dan Aykroyd. Really? I know, right? That girl was hot. Whew. 
And if, if you take anything away from this, it's Donna Dixon wants to fuck a guy with two working ears. <laughs> oh, God. You think he's going to cry about that? Uh, you think he's going to listen? He, he won't hear it anyway with his fucked up ear. Exactly. Cry, baby. Lick it up! Um, released in uh, 83. Yes, sir. And, uh, boy, I love this album. Um, still not a fan of the title track, though. Uh, I always said that. I love the album, but I don't like the title track. I think the title track is kind of misleading. Because, uh, I think a lot of people probably that don't like the song Lick It Up would never look into this album. But this album fucking rules. Uh, it's Cider, Not For The Innocent. My all-time favorite song, Young and Wasted. Believe it or not. That's my favorite Kiss song of all time. Uh, Give Me More, All Hell's Breaking Loose, A Million To One. My second favorite off the album. Fits Like A Glove. Dance All Over Your Face. And On The Eighth Day. Love it all. Except for the title track. What are you thinking, Ian? Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, and this one, I think, still holds up. Uh, there's some other shit that I liked when it came out, but hasn't aged well. But this one still sounds fresh. Uh, Vinnie Vincent definitely did save Kiss with his songwriting ability and his playing kept him contemporary. You know, they had you know, more vain of what was going on and of course they're trying to be metal Kiss now. And uh, he definitely helped them achieve that. Yeah, uh, Creatures and Lick It Up I think are the most heavy metal albums they've ever done. <coughs> um, but yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I love the album. And what's your favorite off it? Uh, mm. Million to One probably, right? I love that song, but I don't know if uh, could be excited. I'm a big fan of Rick Derringer Kiss. You know, <laughs> uh, you, know you, you could also make an argument Rick Derringer saved Kiss. Yeah. Uh, God, I don't know. I, I love it all, even the title track. Even though I never want to hear it, I still like the song. Uh, yeah, I probably have to go with Excited. I fucking love that shit. All right, all right. Um, next one. Analyze, which I think is still Heavy Metal Kiss, but I don't think it hits the mark. Uh, you can already tell that Vinnie Vincent's like uh, missed, missed uh, songwriting-wise. Though, it does have its moments, like the first track. I really love that song. I've had enough. Favorite song off the album. I like Heaven's on Fire. I've always liked that song. I think it's a cool single, and uh, it's all right. Uh, Burn Bitch Burn is just ridiculous. Uh, Get All You Can Take is Stanley trying to be Led Zeppelin and failing. Uh, Lonely is the Hunter is fucking terrible. Under the Gun's pretty good. I like that one. Drills in the Night, meh. Uh, Wild City Sleeps, I love that song. It's a deep track, and Simmons wasn't trying, and yet he kicked ass on that tune. And Murder in High Heels is just terrible. But yeah, my favorites I've had enough, and uh, I just think it's a total downgrade from Lick It Up. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree with that shit, uh, but it was damn successful. I mean, Heaven's on Fire was huge and, and really saved this album. Uh, I'd have to say uh, I've Had Enough is my favorite track, too. And here my inner Kiss nerd's going to come out, because I fucking love Bitch Burn. Yeah, Burn Bitch Really? Burn. Yeah, I love it. I oh, fucking wow. love it. I, I think the song would have been better without the ooh, you know? I love every stupid part of it. <laughs> I just think it's great. Get all you can takes, all right. Yeah, Lonely as the Hunter sucks. Under the Gun kicks ass. I like Thrills in the Night. Uh, Wild City Sleeps, all right. Yeah, Murder in High Heels. That's what a turd. What a fucking turd. I will say, this was the best Gene Simmons wig, though. 
Yeah, it wasn't bad. Out of all his wings, that one was... I mean, it was obvious, but uh, it, it looked better than all his other wings. And out, out of all the Kiss uh, guitar players who were into kitty porn, I would say Mark St. John's my favorite. <laughs> by far. Really? You didn't think uh, Vinnie Vincent was better? Eh, I thought he was into that, uh, you know... Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's into shitty porn. Yeah, no, scat. No, he's into kitty porn, but it's like cats and yeah. know, okay, dead, dead yeah. cat porn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that fucking weirdo. Yeah. You like to like put cats in Tupperware and jack off on them. Yeah, there you go. Fucking freak. It's raining cats and dogs all over his chest. All right. An album that I feel a lot of people judge with their eyes, not with their ears. Of course, this is one you came in to kiss, so. Yeah. It's just sentimental to you. But I really like this album. I never really hated it. I just was not a, fr- uh, a fan of two of, the, two of the three singles. I love King of the Mountain. Any way you slice it, horrible but great. I like it. Who Wants to Be Lonely? Sorry, no. Trial by Fire? Eh. I'm Alive? I like it. It's terribly cheesy. It's uh, Paul trying to be Dave with the lyrics. Uh, but I like it. Uh, Love's a Deadly Weapon? I've always liked that one. And I know that one gets a lot of shit. Tears of Fallen, mm, fucking goddamn terrible. Uh, Secretly Cruel, if you watch my review... Fucking cuck-ass! <laughs> if you watch my review, uh, I bash Secretly Cruel. Now, it's my favorite song off the album. Radar for Love, again. Fuck yeah! Again, fucking uh, Stanley trying to be Led Zeppelin. And, well, I guess it's better than Give All You Can Take, but that's not saying much. It's kind of shitty. And I love All, All Night. That stupid-ass song. I love it. Uh, so my favorite tune on here is Secretly Cruel, bro. What do you think? I think the whole thing's a fucking masterpiece. You made Whoa. me a fucking Kiss fanatic. I love every song. Really? Even uh, Trial by Fire? Yeah, Trial by Fire. I, I mean, and, yeah, Radar for Love. It sounds like fucking Fred Zeppelin. But uh, for sentimental reasons. I, I, I probably like this album a lot more than I should. But I still listen to it. I, I even love the fucking album cover. I had the t-shirt. My first Kiss t-shirt was the album cover. And I think the uh, the stage costumes uh, among their best. Wow. I fucking... Dude, it was the fucking 80s. It was Miami Vice. And that shit was cool. At, le- at least to, you know, a, a 12-year-old me. Yeah, at least to people with good taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, what would I know? I love it. I love it. Alright. So, uh, alright. We'll move to the next one. Uh, Crazy Nights. Um, you know, for a while I would say Hot in the Shade was their worst album, but now nah, I have to go with this one. Because um, I really don't find anything good about this album. There's two songs on here that are so terrible, but I would say they're like the best of the bunch, but they're still really bad. Uh, Crazy Crazy Nights is just fucking horrible. I'll Fight to Hell to Hold You. Very respected by a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people say that song's really good. I like it. But yeah, I don't have good taste, so I think it sucks. Bang Bang You. One, two, three, four. Uh, no, no, no. One of the highlights on the album for me, and that's not a good sign. Uh, Hello High Water. Eh, my Way. <laughs> Laughable. When Your Walls Come Down. Here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. Reason to Live. Man. That's, that song has no reason to live. I like that one. Good Girl Gone Bad. Oh my God. I like that one too. Turn On The Night. I'm sure you like that, right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm afraid of you. I think I'm going to wake up with my <laughs> cock in your mouth. Dude. You're going to come rape me if you like that shit. 
like uh, Thief in the Night. Thief in the Night, yeah, that one's again, like, you know, okay, it's not that bad, but it's not that great either. Considering all the songs on here, I would put Thief in the Night and No, 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 both Simmons songs at the top, but it's terrible. And this is when Simmons checked out. And uh, <laughs> Simmons checked out during Asylum and Analyzer, and I like songs from both those albums. But I would have to say this is the worst album because I don't really think there's a song on here that I like like. I'm like, sort of like those two. And really, Bang Bang, uh, No, 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 I kind of like it because of the intro. Not so much anything afterwards. But whatever. Alright, so what's your favorite off this? <clears throat> I'd say No, No, No for me. Uh, you know, what's funny is when I... This is the first Kiss album I waited, you know, to come out. And I was pretty disappointed, but I got the 45 of Crazy Nights and had No, No, No as the B-side. And uh, I didn't like No No at first, but I didn't really care for Crazy Nights either. I was really disappointed with this album. Uh, to me, it was a major letdown after Asylum, because it was just bad Bon Jovi shit. Even though there are some songs I like, and I think they could be better without all, you know, if they were stripped down, different arrangements, and get rid of fucking keyboards, and horrible Paul Stanley fucking double entendres. Here, kitty, kitty. This shit's, yeah, this shit's bad. This shit's real bad. But we'll, we'll wait, it gets worse. Eh, well, not for me, but it doesn't get, right, you know, that much better. The very long drum machine album, Hot in the Shade, very badly promoted, because I remember walking into the record store going, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I didn't even know it was out. I didn't know it was out. I saw the CD. I looked at it, thinking it was some kind of compilation or some shit. I turned it around, I was like... Wait a second, this is a new Kiss album. So I bought it right then. I said, fuck it, it's Kiss. And come on, they, you know, they, must, they must pick up the slack from uh, you know, Crazy Nights. And I took it home and I was fucking horrified. I mean, I hated this album. And now, you know, with all these years gone by, I still hate it. But there's a couple songs on it I ended up liking. Uh, Rise to it, okay. Mm, the trade I like. Maybe because of Tommy Taylor. Uh, Hide Your Heart, oh my god. No matter who fucking records that shit, it sucks. Molly Hatchet, Ace Fairly, whoever. It all sucks. Prisoner of Love, forgettable. Read My Body, probably the worst hit song ever. Uh, Love's a Slap in the Face, shit. Forever? I don't hate it that much. I really don't. It's okay. Uh, Silver Spoon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't even remember Silver Spoon. Is that the one that sounds like Bon Jovi? I think that made the box at all. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. Cadillac Dreams. Oh my god. King of Hearts. Forgettable. I don't even remember that. The Sweet Given, the Sweet Take It Away. Crap. You love to hate. You love me to hate you. Yeah. You know that. Somewhere between heaven and hell. I dig that. Little Caesars. Okay. Uh, Maybe it's because I'm sentimental to the Eric Card, but I do remember back then. You know. Uh, hearing it going, you know, I like Eric's voice, and eh, it's kind of one of the better songs on here. And Boomerang, uh, my favorite off here, Boomerang. Not great, but you know, my favorite off here. So I'd say Boomerang, Forever, Betrayed, and Rise to It are the reasons why I say this one's better than Crazy Nights. What do you think? Sucks. Uh, track somewhere between heaven and hell. Ooh, all right. You know, one day I'll learn to have great taste like you, bro. Yeah, yeah, practice. 
All right, we're breathing through these. I mean, why do you want to fucking dwell on these albums, huh? Mm-hmm. The next one, oh, highly acclaimed by the Kiss Army. Oh, my God. Revenge. Now, I will say something positive about this album. I do think, musically, it's better. Uh, I think the band sounds great. I think the band's tight. But I just think pretty much almost every song on here just misses the mark. I don't think, you know, it it just doesn't speak to me like Unholy does. I remember seeing that video. I think the video came out before the album came out. And I was like, oh my God, this is the first time since I Love It Loud that Gene has a single. As far as I know, other than Kiss Alive, this is the first album that has Gene open the album. I can't think of any other Kiss album that has Gene open with one of the songs. Love it. Uh, And Vinnie Vincent say Kiss. Because he co-wrote this. Uh, Take It Off. Fucking terrible. Uh, Tough Love. Musically, it's really good. And it's almost, I don't know. It's passable, I think. Uh, Spit. Fucking bad. Uh, God Gave Rock and Roll to You, which I heard way before because it was part of the Bill and Ted movie. Eh. Domino. The ZZ Top wannabe. I can... can. And the ZZ Top I don't like. The... the, What was it, um... Subgrass Man, yeah. what's the name of that album? That eliminator bullshit. Eliminator type shit, yeah. It's not like, you know, not even too thick boogie. Uh, Heart of Chrome. And, you know, again, another one that's you know, somewhat passable. Thou Shall Not is a little more than passable. I still think it's kind of shitty. But, no, that, yeah, yeah, that's that's the other Gene song that's like, I, I would probably say that's my second favorite on here, is Thou Shall Not. Every Time I Look At You is your... Oh my god. Uh, another one of those fucking, you know, predictable ballads. It's just bad. Uh, Paralyzed, eh, could have been better. It, it had the right intention, but it just didn't hit the mark for me. I just wanna, what was it, Summertime Blues or some shit? Yeah. Uh, it was whatever. That's when Vinny tried to destroy Kiss. <laughs> you know? Uh, didn't, didn't Vinny have another co-write? Oh yeah, tough, uh, Carter Chrome. And Car Jam, totally pointless, uh, drum solo at the end, but for tribute for Eric Carr. And see, you know, I like C- Little Caesar, but I didn't really like that. Um, they should have put the version with Ace, you know, where that originally came from, which was really br- Breakout. And I forgot, what, what did they call that before, uh, during the Elder period? It, it had a name, didn't it? Uh, come on, Kiss Nerds, help us out. It's called Save This Shit for a Good Up. And they didn't. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, car jam and whatever. You know, I, I you know, I guess the sentiment was there. But you know, then again, they didn't pay for his health insurance. So what the fuck? Anyway, unholy, hands down, the best song on this album. I think it's very overrated. Uh, a lot of people claim this is the best album without makeup. No, it was Look It Up. Um, what do you think? Uh, yeah, it's definitely overrated. You know, and I think that's just because it came on the heels of like two really bad albums, so like anything would have fucking looked good at that time. Right. You know, definitely hasn't aged well. Of course, Unholy's the best song. If you say any song other than Unholy, you're probably a Kiss fan. Oh, uh, ouch! Uh, take it off. Fucking laughable. Tough Love sucks. Spit sucks, but I like it. God Gave Rock and Roll to You 2 is fucking horrible. God damn, do I hate that song. Uh, Domino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least it's Gene. Heart of Chrome, I don't mind. At least it's Gene. I thought Pete. Oh, your favorite. 
Yeah, but you know what I mean? I don't know. It's, it's got a dirty style. You know, this is when Paul's really starting to lose it. You know? Right. Uh, Paul ain't coming up with the gems like he used to. Uh, thou shalt not. Eh, it's all right. Yeah. Every time I look at you, yeah, this is what Paul fucking turned into. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I liked it better when he stayed in the closet. Uh, you know, not passing judgment, but, uh, you know, keep it to yourself. Uh, paralyzed. Uh, it's all right. I just want is fucking embarrassing. And Car Jam, yeah, it's pointless to fucking... I mean, in a way, it's kind of cool that Bruce is on it because him and Eric were real close, but still... You know, it's just another fuck you to Ace by taking them off of it, you know? So. Alright, let's go to the grunge album. Uh, Carnival of Souls. Um, I've said it many times. I think this album's incomplete. Uh, Paul and Gene were negotiating for the reunion. They kind of threw it all on Bruce uh, Kulik and whoever the fuck produced this album. The Allison Chains guy. Yeah, Toby Wright. Yeah, and... Uh, but I think it does have its moments. I, I liked Hate. Hate is pretty much unholy part two. Not as good, but yeah, it's passable. I didn't, I didn't hate rain. Rain was okay, even though it didn't fucking. Uh, I think it's gonna rain is a line from a uh, Allison Chain song. Right. Masters and Slave is my favorite off here. Childhood Hand is probably the worst Gene songs other than Great Expectation, I think. And it made the box set. So uh, I don't know what's up with that. I will be there. Yeah, oh. Paul sang it for his son, but it just didn't do nothing. Jungle, I think, kicked ass. In my head, a, a prime example of a song that needed more work. It never goes away. One of the greatest Paul vocals ever. And I really like it. That's total grunge kiss right there. And I love the way Paul sings on that song. I do like that song. It's dark and, uh, yeah, you know, I can understand how fucking Paul would hate it. Uh, Seduction of the Innocent. Ech. I confess, Ech. Into the Mirror. Could have used a little help. I Walk Alone sounds like the Foo Fighters to me. And that's the one with Bruce on vocals. And I hate the Foo Fighters, but... So, you know, I mean, I like this more. I enjoy this more than Revenge. Uh, but, you know, it's very incomplete and stuff. But, you know, a handful of songs I really like. and uh, But none of these songs are as good as Unholy. But still. Oh, and I just noticed Jamie St. James uh, co-wrote In My Head. I didn't know that. The guy from Black and Blue. Yeah, he has to have his name taken off of it. But oh, okay. All right, well. Now, did you have this before it came out, like me? No. Uh, my friend did do it on cassette, and it, yeah. was, it didn't sound that good. But I did hear it before it came out. But no, I didn't own it. I didn't have a copy of it. But I did hear it once. Yeah. I bought it at a KISS convention about a, about a year. Really? I think it was about a, on damn near CD? a year. No, on cassette. How much? You remember? Fuck, I don't know. I did a lot of drugs. Uh I liked it a lot at first because it was kind of heavy and cool, you know, and I was definitely getting heavier into my own musical taste. And it was rare to have, you know, which makes it yeah, a little more... Yeah, made it cool. Yeah, it made it a little more, you know, uh, special. Hate Ain't Bad. Rain, I, I don't like it as much as I used to. Master and Slave, definitely favorite track. Childhood End, Sucks Donkey. I Will Be There, <laughs> Fucking Blows Goat. Jungle's Pretty Kick-Ass. Uh, in my head sucks. It never goes away. Sucks. Seduction of the innocent sucks. I confess sucks. In the mirror sucks. I walk alone sucks. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. Now we go to Suckle Circus. Oh, fuck. This, this is what killed it for me, kids. This is what fucking killed it. And I didn't know it wasn't Gene and Paul. I mean, Ace and Peter on the album. I did not know. Um, I first heard Suckle Circus and I, and I was like psyched. 
because I really liked the song. I was like, oh, and that was uh, really? Oh, I love that song. I still like that song. Within, mm, I mean, I don't think it's that bad, but it's not that great. Uh, I pledge allegiance to rock and roll is uh, anthemic uh, bullshit. Uh, Into the Void, very disappointed. And it's the only song on the album featuring all four members together. And it's the A song, but I don't know. I, you know, I was disappointed. I thought, you know, A should have had a better song as a comeback. But, you know, Gene and Paul, they probably didn't want him to have a... You know, they didn't, they didn't want fucking uh, New York Groove again to outshine them, I think. We Are One, fuck, my favorite off of the album. Uh, you wanted the best? I don't hate it. I know it's so stupid and bad, but I kind of like it because it's goofy. Uh, Raise Your Glasses. I like actually the remix version more than that version. I Finally Found My Way is fucking terrible. Dreaming, whatever. Journey of a Thousand Years, I liked. So there you go. I don't really hate this album that much, but, you know, whatever. What do you think? <sighs> this this is when uh, I gave up, kids, man. I, I took, I skipped work. I called in sick to go sit in the fucking parking lot at Best Buy and wait for 10 o'clock to get there. I couldn't wait to hear what in my mind is going to be this is going to pick up where Love Gun left off. Were there people there? Uh, yeah, there was some other Kiss fans. Oh, wow. Three. Three people. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Psycho Circus, yeah. I, I remember hearing that uh, on the radio. There was a bunch of, we were going on a double date uh, meeting some friends and we're driving up to Orlando and they did the world premiere on the radio. And nobody else was a uh, Kiss fan besides me and my buddy. You know, the chicks weren't into fucking Kiss. I was like, shut up, bitches. You know, we got to hear this. And then I was just, like, embarrassed because, like, if they made fun of it, I knew I couldn't even stand, you know, I couldn't stick up for it because it fucking sucked. Uh, within uh, Pledge Allegiance to the State of Rock and Roll, that shit's so fucking gay it makes Paul Lynn look like Charles Bronson. Ouch. Yeah, that shit's terrible. Uh, Into the Void, favorite track on the album. It's the only one that sounds like fucking Kiss to me. We Are One. Jesus Christ. Oh. Mmm. Ah, you don't have bad taste in music. Uh, oh, we are one that is so bad. You love you, it. You wanted the best. Yeah, I did, and I got this album. Uh, so the joke's on me. That song is fucking horrible. Raise Your Glass is fucking horrible. Finally found out it's fucking horrible. Dreaming? Eh, I don't mind, but it's not the sound I wanted off of a reunion album. That would have been okay in the Bruce Kulik era. Uh, which uh, you did play on it and wrote it, so it makes more and, sense. And don't it suck that Bruce Kulick got a writing credit and then they ended up getting sued by Alice Cooper? <laughs> for the one song he played on it. Uh, and I kind of feel the same way about Journey of a Thousand Years. Not horrible, but this is not what we want Kiss to sound like with the original band back together. At least not what I fucking wanted. And uh, was just so disappointed. Still went saw the tour, though. You saw the tour? Well, no, I take that back. I saw the reunion tour, and then I saw the farewell tour. I don't think the Psycho Circus came around. Well, I saw... I didn't see it because it canceled, but I had tickets to it. But, uh, all right. That's uh, Psycho Circus. And that's uh, 1998. Then 11 years later, they released another studio album. Yes. There were a couple of greatest hits and live albums, what have you, but we're not going to talk about those. It's like we didn't talk about Live 3, too. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Uh, Sonic Boom. I remember, actually, going to fucking Walmart late at night to buy this because it was going on sale at midnight. 
And, uh, boy, was I disappointed. Um, Modern Day Delilah is okay. Russian Roulette's just fucking terrible. Never Enough is fucking a poison. Uh, it's a ripoff of nothing but a good time. Yes, I know nobody's perfect. Bad. I actually listened to this album the other day because somebody bought it for me on vinyl. Or gave it to me. Uh, Stan, fucking bad. Hot and Cold, terrible. All for the Glory, really bad. Uh, Dangerous. Ooh. Ooh. Just listen to the fucking Danger Us. That's all you need to know. Danger you? Danger I'm an animal I like. I actually like that. When Lightning Strikes, I don't really hate that much. That's the Tommy Thayer song. Eh, it's not great, but... And Say Yeah is okay. Uh, I didn't... I didn't... So, one... Uh, two... And two other ones that are okay. So, there you go. My favorite song on here is... Hmm. Modern Day Delilah, I guess. Eh, it's a toss-up between that and I'm an animal. I'm gonna go with Modern Day Delilah. What do you think of Sonic Boom? Uh, yeah, piece of shit. Piece of fucking shit. And I st still, there's like thousands of copies at Walmart if you go there. They can't get rid of this shit. Oh my god, it's so bad. And, and one of the worst album covers ever. Oh my god, I could not believe that they let that shit get out. Fucking horrible. But, but it fits the music. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, Modern Day Delilah, yeah, probably the best. And I do like Russian Roulette, and I don't know if I like anything else. This is Russian Roulette. Yeah. Well, and I guess it should be noted that that's a song he's had written for, what, 20 fucking years, and they kept turning it down. A lot of Kiss songs are like that, though, you know that? A lot of, you know, especially getting that, that uh, Gene Simmons vault. I mean, there's songs from the 70s that didn't appear until, like, the 90s and 80s. And, uh, all right. The last one, the final one. And, you know, uh, you know, I am the anti-scab Kiss guy, but you know what? I'm not no poser that would uh, say I like this album and not letting anybody know. You, you know what I mean, Ian? Because uh, uh, I, 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 I like the album, you know, and if I, I like it, I'm not going to be a poser and say I don't like it to, you know, to be known as the anti-scab guy. You know, that's what posers do, Ian. Uh, I love this album. And, I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you. You know, the first time I heard it, I was kind of like, fuck, man. I don't want to like this, but I do. I love this album. Hell, hallelujah, kicks ass. And you know, I like Tommy Thayer on this album because on Sonic Boom, he was trying to be ace on the solos. I mean, he's trying to be ace anyway. But on the so on on these songs, I don't hear him doing those ace phrases. I think he's playing solos like you know Tommy Thayer. So I love Hell, Hallelujah, Wall of Sound. I love that song. I love Freak, Back of Stone Age. I love Shout Mercy. Not so much. Uh, Long Way Down, love it. Eat Your Heart Out, worst on the album. Devil Is Me, pretty good. Out, out of This World, great. I love it. It's the Tommy Thayer song. Yeah, I like it. I think it fucking rocks. Fuck you. All in it, uh, Love of Rock and Roll is terrible. Uh, Take Me Down Below, eh, it's okay, not bad. Last Chance is okay, not bad. And the bonus track, uh, what was it called again? Right Here, Right Now, something like that? Well, I, I dug that song. So... You know, uh, there are a couple people that agree with me, and one guy said something, you know, that I really did agree with. He said, you know what? If Kiss is going to end her career with Monster, good. I'm happy. And I'm like, you know what? I agree. This is the way to go out, because I don't think they can ever make an album this... Well, maybe they could, but I doubt it. And even Paul Stanley said in interviews, if we're going to do a new album, it's got to be different than Monster and Sonic Boom. So I'm like, 
All right, don't make a new album. Uh, but uh, I love it. I love this album. I'm proud to say it. I have no shame. Fuck Scab Kiss, but I love Monster. That's what I think. Favorite track on here? Uh, probably Long Way Down. That's what I think. What do you think, Ian? Uh, I think I agree with you and the other guy you're talking about. If Kiss ends their career, that'd be great. Uh, yeah. This album. Uh, I don't know if there's anything I like on this. But it's... I, I don't know... I'm gonna say this. I think it's better than Sonic Boom, but I don't even know if there's anything I like. But I think overall, it, it's better than Sonic Boom, but it does nothing for me whatsoever. I think I've listened to it once all the way through and have no desire to go back. Yeah, that's the, that seems to be consensus. A lot of people don't like this album. I happen to think it's the best thing they've done since Look It Up. Uh, but that's just me, and I have horrible taste in music. Wow, we finished this shit quick, huh? Yeah. Nothing else to talk about, Ian? You want to, like, talk about anything else uh, to do with Kiss? End of the road tour? Are you going? No. No, it already came and went. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah, it's coming here, but uh, you still think I'm going, right? I, I thought I thought before there was more of a chance. Now I'm not too sure, but I still think if somebody buys you a ticket, you're going to go. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah. why you think I'm going to... Come on, yeah. you think I'm going to buy a ticket? Uh, I still stand by. If somebody buys me a ticket, I will not go. I won't go. Uh, I don't want to go. Uh, mainly because of the uh, set list. Ooh, what, a, what a fucking horrible way to go out. Dude, it's like, yeah, why do I want to go see them do the same songs I've seen them play a million times with two imposters? You know, I saw that one scab show where they did Unholy, Love It All I Can. I enjoyed it. You know, I will say the band sounds great. I'm not going to say, you know, the band, you know, musically. They sound good. You know, uh, Tommy and Eric are competent players, and uh, what can I say? But they're, they're, they're scabs. Paul, if he's not lip-syncing, uh, uh, that's one thing. Paul was definitely lip-syncing earlier in the tour. But I don't think he is now. And, but I think maybe there's some kind of technology where it's kind of like a... What do they call that in the studio? Uh, Auto-tune? Auto Auto-tune. Yeah, I think they auto-tune his voice live now. Because he doesn't sound that bad. Uh, even though some people think uh, I'm wrong by saying he's not lip-syncing anymore. But, dude, it's like he's singing songs and naming the city in the middle of lyrics. I don't think, you know, he's that prepared for that. Maybe there are little lines here and there that they, you know, enhance. But, you know, Detroit Rock City, like, that was all lip-syncing in the beginning. There's a guy that got Pro Tools that put like three, four shows together vocally and it was all identical in each one of them. So, but you know, I guess because of the backlash, uh, Paul uh, is actually singing now. But I think there is enhancements that definitely to his voice. Because you think about it, man, he's been sounding like shit for how many years now? For all, all of a sudden after lip syncing, he's gonna sound that good? Something's up. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to go, and, you know, I know the show's great. I mean, I've heard people say it's the best stage show they've ever had and blah, blah, but I'm thinking, dude, I'm into fucking cake, not frosting, you know? And the cake is that set list, which is, you know, how many times do I have to hear God of Thunder? Shout it out loud, and, you know, and with two imposters, you know? And the deep track is Say Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and... and I don't know. I mean, has Eric Singer ever been known to play piano? 
and he plays it identical to the studio version of Dub. But I don't know about that either. And they all come out at the end and stand next to him, just like the Paul Lynn special. Remember that shit? Yeah. I mean, we all know Peter Chris didn't play piano on that, you know. But, uh, eh. Uh, fuck end of the road. I'm not going. Uh, and I'm going to prove Ian wrong when, if, if somebody offers me a free ticket, which might happen. You know, knowing my luck, well, actually, every time I saw Scab Kids for free, it was the same dude. So, and I don't, I haven't seen that dude forever, so. Uh, who knows, maybe he's going to come out of the woodwork and say, hey, Ralph, long time no see, I got a free ticket again. And I'm going to say, no, watch. That's what I think. I'm going to tell you now, it's going to be like the Godfather. Whoever comes to you with that kiss ticket, you'll be assassinated at that show. Yeah. <laughs> Your enemy will reveal himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm going to meet Peter Chris when the kiss cruise is down here. And I, I might I might get assassinated there, too. There are a lot of kiss fans out there don't like Dr. Fuckalicious. You know, because, you know, I call them out on their hypocrisy. But, you know, maybe some will say, look, look, let's just kick his ass because he likes Monster. Let's just beat him severely and send him to the hospital. Don't kill him because he likes Monster. Oh, I'm just hoping that happens. But anyway, Kiss, my 15th favorite band, Ian. You need to hear some more music. Yeah, well, I'll say it now. I like about a zillion bands for them to be in my top 15. Pretty damn good. Uh, and I own everything Kiss has ever released. Uh, you know, with the exception of, you know, originals. I would like to have the originals, but I wouldn't like to pay for it. Because I'm paying for the first three albums again. But, you know, just to have it, I would have it. But my whole thing is I like to own all official discography. <laughs> uh, but, um... I want to get that new box set that's got uh, Sonic Boom and uh, Monster. It's called The Replacements. <laughs> so, Ian, what's your pick of the week when it comes to all the Kiss albums we just named? Ooh, out of the ones we just talked about? Lick It Up or Asylum. I know those are your two top ones. Yeah. Uh, I would I would have to recommend uh, Asylum because I think everybody has given Lick It Up a chance. But maybe not everybody's given Asylum a chance. So go back, check it out. Especially if you like, uh, you know, 80s hard rock. I think you dig it. I'm going to go with Lick It Up because I think a lot of people uh, dismiss that album because of the title track. And I think that album heavy metal, kick-ass, and better than Asylum. I love Asylum, though. Uh, Asylum and Lick It Up are the best non-makeup albums. Yeah. All right. You got a fan of the week? Uh, I do. Okay, you go. Rick Derringer. Yes, he saved Kiss. He saved Kiss. So, uh, all right. Thanks for listening to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, discography Kiss number two. Goodbye. Goodbye.